Albert Einstein is being awarded a Nobel Peace Prize for inventing time travel last year. Here's his explanation of how it works. I know this will come as a shock to <laughs> That's Indian. Fuck me. <laughs> but I have only been alive. What am I doing, Indian? <laughs> All right, Albert Einstein's Indian. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Since 1870. <laughs> wait, wait, no, we got, we, they gotta be able to, they gotta be able to understand you. Say that last sentence again. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Terminal Satan. This is episode 41. Email us at the Satan of Terminals and Gmail. No. What's the new email? Contact at Gmail. Oh, fuck. A contact at Terminal Satan. See, it's not easy off the top of your head. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's contact at terminalsatan.com, just if anybody's like still confused. <laughs> New email. You can still email the old one. Don't do it though. Yeah, don't do it because every time you email the old one, we will charge you a dollar. We'll invoice you a dollar. And every time you do it, the dollar doubles. I have I have a hit, man. Actually. You'd be like really surprised how quickly that gets expensive. So anyway, email us at contact at terminalsatan.com and we will sometimes respond. So let's get on we to will, the episode. We will always respond. Not through email though, never, never. No, through not email. through email. We're, we'll um just read it on the podcast. Yeah. So what are we doing this week, Mezra? We are doing a podcast. I'm recording with a podcast, and we're so I always say, say this week or like next week and stuff, but it's like biweekly. But it's like, what do you say then? Like, what are we doing this? No, bi-week? no, this week makes sense. It's I, fine. I like saying this week. Yeah. So what we're doing is we're gonna do. A rehash. <laughs> no, we're, we're going to do we, some more AI are? stuff. It might not be a full AI episode, but we have a lot of tokens and they're going to expire. <laughs> and so we're going we to do tokens. some AI stuff. I, 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 I thought we were going to pre-do some topics and then go into... No, you know why? Because I don't know how long the AI stuff is going to last. But we have a set amount of content. You were correct. So we will fill whatever we have left. I see. Great idea. Much better thinking than Mezra. I'm not a good planner. Because I'm a genius. Not That's not why. I'm just dumb. Wait, which is better for me? No, you are a genius. <laughs> no, no, no. You're dumb and I'm normal. <laughs> oh my God. So, okay, let's get into it. What do we want to get into first Just here? go down the fucking list. We're going to start with Luke and Ben. Let's start with Luke and Ben. Okay, so the idea here is we got the, we've done screenplays before, right? We generated screenplays from scratch. This is, we're giving it the beginning of a scene. In this case, it's when old Ben Kenobi brings Luke back to his little love shack and he shows him like the lightsaber and he tells him about his father and everything. We're going to start with that and then we just let it take over from there. It's oh yeah. Gonna, oh yeah. It's going to be juicy. I love the love shack. Ben takes him back to his Fuck house. <laughs> <laughs> to his whore house. <laughs> okay, let, let me get on some generated in here. All right, guys, so we're about to do the Obi-Wan and Luke scene. We haven't read what it is yet. We just gotta hope it's good. So Measure's gonna play Obi-Wan and I'll, I'll read the text like I usually do. Yes, I'll yes. read the instructions. So here we go. Interior, Kenobi's dwelling. The small Spartan ho- hovel. Hovel? It's a hobbit home is cluttered with desert junk, but still manages to radiate an air of time-worn comfort and security. Luke is in one corner repairing 3PO's arm as old Ben sits thinking. <laughs> no, my father didn't fight in the wars. He was a navigator on a spice freighter. That's what your uncle told you. He didn't hold with your father's ideals. Thought he should have stayed here and not gotten involved. You fought in the Clone Wars? Yes. I was a Jedi Knight, the same as your father. Do you know what Jedi means? Ah, it's nothing really. 
I'd like to hear it. Not much to tell. <laughs> I was keeping mostly to myself when an old friend called me to business. He was in trouble, had gotten himself in debt to a fairly powerful leader. He asked me if I'd help him and if I'd, and said if I did, he'd pay the debt in gratitude. I'm not reading this well. Well, I did, and in time, I was enlisted into a group of mercenaries that went by the name of the Jedi Knights. I thought at first it was some kind of religious order, as I'd been a Shaolin monk <laughs> for a while. <laughs> then I saw that it was a warrior order. Hard to explain. These Jedi were like knights with an ideology. <laughs> After fighting for a time, I really felt I'd be expendable. So when I met Obi Wan, I took <laughs> so when I met Obi Wan, I took Java's coin and left the Force behind me. Three PO was in the room with them, having finished adjusting the new arm. Oh, <laughs> who's gonna be Three PO? Master Luke. After the last time you associate, wait, he has like a weird British thing on. It's like yeah. Master Luke. After the last time you associated, I don't know how to do Three PO. I vote. I vowed I'd never tell that story again. Every time I do, I always ended up mostly dead. Usually at the feet of an angry Wookie. Come over to the right path, 3PO. You can't hide in Jedi forever. I'm sorry, Master Luke. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, that wasn't very good. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. That wasn't very good. <laughs> so that's um, that's a Star Wars. I, I'm going to try to come up with another Star Wars one real quick because I feel like that didn't do it justice. That did not do it justice. I, I felt like... I don't know what the hell that, that was. That was rocky as shit. I was, my, my, my impression, was, I was reading awfully. That's why I was actually worried about going straight into the movies ones because I knew we needed a little bit of warm up. Yeah, we needed some warm up. Okay, yeah. um, think of another Star Wars scene that's pivotal, pivotal <laughs> Star Wars scene. Because I obviously can't think of any. It's not like I know. It's not like I've seen Star Wars a million times. Is there any good villain stuff? General Kenobi. Uh, are there any good villains in Star Wars? This is General Gen General Kenobi and some Grievous. General Kenobi. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> and then he has, you know, has hairballs. So we'll make up for the last one. <laughs> We're going to do another shot in the dark. <laughs> we just generated random crap. This doesn't even have a script going into it. I just wrote Obi-Wan and then Grievous and then it just took off from there. This is all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I don't know is, where the hell it's oh, going. Fuck, so man. that's just going to be Grievous. I'm going to be Obi-Wan. There isn't really much in the way of description, so we'll just get into that. Hello there. Welcome to the dark side. Uh, thanks, I guess. So what's the next step? It's time for your first Lesson? Lesson? Not to brag, but I'm probably the best swordsman in the galaxy. Grievous extends his lightsaber, and the two begin to duel. Obi-Wan is no match for Grievous, who quickly cuts Obi-Wan down. I guess I'm the best swordsman in the galaxy. I let you win. What? I let you win. I knew you would lead me to the Chancellor. I don't think I can, I don't think I can do that. How about I give you another chance to prove <laughs> you're the best swordsman in the galaxy? I guess I'm the best swordsman in the galaxy. <laughs> I let you win again. See you in the Senate. <laughs> Obi-Wan exits, leaving Grievous to stew in his own <laughs> Obi-Wan arrives at the Senate and finds that Palpatine has already begun his speech. You're Palpatine. Oh. It is with great <laughs> that I announced that the Baking Clan has declared war on the Republic. What? <laughs> and unfortunately, they will strike first. I'm afraid the Chancellor is in great danger. <laughs> Chancellor, I must speak with you. You gotta take over Palpatine, I can't okay. do both of these. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't hear you over these crazy clones. Clones? Oh, Obi-Wan runs out of the Senate to find the Chancellor's shuttle under the siege by battle droids. What the hell is going on here? I am Count Dooku. This is Grievous, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you 
And I'm here to rescue. I don't even know how to do. I'm here to rescue. I don't know how to do Grievous. I don't need rescuing. I know. I'm just here to kill you and take over the galaxy. I don't think I can let you do that. I don't think I care. The two begin to duel with Obi-Wan easily holding his own. So, you are Sith Lord. What do you have to gain from this? Well, this is Dooku now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> power, of course. <laughs> and what's so great about power? Power is power. I have power. I have the force. The force isn't all it's cracked. I, I don't know how to do The force isn't all it's cracked up to be. But it's not all that bad, right? Well. <laughs> I have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan leaves and finds Anakin and Padme still waiting for a ship. I have a ship right here. <laughs> this is Padme. What's going on? <laughs> the banking clan has declared war on the Republic. That's the end. That's the end. I don't know what the fuck that was. That was so that was so ADHD. Jesus Christ! I had to like switch fucking voices. I I, I didn't even start with a good Grievous. Like no, my Grievous was awful. It found its footing in the middle, but when I had to switch to Dooku, it got fucked. I can do hello there as Obi Wan. Everything else is just random English accents yeah. mixed with myself. And then, oh God, love, it, was, it was Dooku, it was Grievous speaking and he's like, I am <laughs> he good Dooku. Like, I am Dooku. And you're like, what? No. <laughs> I, I love, well, my favorite line though, which I actually thought was pretty funny was um, when Grievous just goes, he goes, not to brag, but I'm probably the best swordsman in the galaxy. <laughs> and then they fight and then I go, I guess I'm the best swordsman. <laughs> <laughs> How do you win? And I'm still standing. This is like somebody trying to like retell the script, but he doesn't remember the script. And this he's is like, like a 10 year old to... fan fiction or like a seven year old. That is kind of what this is. And they're just like not good writers. Okay. That's what that was. <laughs> so okay. We got to do the matrix though. We got to <laughs> do the. So everybody you've seen the matrix, right? So you, we got that scene when Neo first meets agent Smith. Neo doesn't know about the matrix yet. He just he's, he's on to this Morpheus guy. He's confused about what's going on. And then he gets kidnapped by these FBI people. And then they interview him or uh, interview. Not really. They interrogate him and they try to get him to join their side and take down Morpheus. So we're going to start with that. And then we're just going to see where it goes. We're going to see where it goes. So I think uh, Jacob's going to play Neo. No, no. Jacob's going to play Agent Smith and I'll play Neo. No, wait. Did we decide on which way we were going to do uh, this? You said you want to be Agent Smith, so I'm going to be Neo. No, I, you said it because you wanted me to play Morpheus. That's true. If Morpheus shows up, you got to be Morpheus. All right, so, so do that it. means I have to be Neo. So do it. And if Morpheus shows up, I'll, I'll do it. No, Agent I'm already Smith. committed to being Neo. <laughs> okay. You'll be Keanu Reeves. All right, uh, I gotta, here we go. I don't here remember. We go. You do you do Agent Smith better? Shouldn't no, you no, be? No, 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 it's okay. You okay. you do him better though. You do him a lot better. I think it'd be better content. Yeah, but I yeah, you but, wanted to do him. I Morpheus, don't. But it's so much Agent Smith. I don't want to do that much Agent Smith. You should do it. I don't want to do it. You I'm not do gonna it. do it. You're gonna you you can be Agent Smith. Okay, fine. You have to do the reading in between though. Like yeah, I know, the, I know. Okay. So so I, I guess it doesn't say that, but we're we're this is after Agent Smith has uh, been you know doing his little spiel about uh, computer lives and all that kind of shit. Actually, no, he's about to do that. So, Measure, go ahead and get into it. The Are you sure you don't want to do this? You sure you don't want to do this? I'm 100% sure. Okay. It's fine. As you can see, we've had our eye on you for some time now, Mr. Anderson. He opens the file. Paper rattle marks the silence as he flips several pages. Neo cannot tell if he's looking at the file or at him. It seems that you've been living two lives. In one life, you are Thomas A. Anderson, program writer for a respectable software company. 
you have a social security number, you pay your taxes, and you help your landlady carry out her garbage. The pages continue to turn. The other life is lived in computers where you go by the hacker alias Neo and are guilty of virtually every computer crime we have a law for. Neo feels himself sinking into a pit of shit. One of these lives is a future. One of them does not. He closes the file. I'm going to be as forthcoming as I can be, Mr. Anderson. You are here because we need your skills. I'm going to be honest with you. You already know that this is not the first time you've been visited by the authorities. <laughs> Agent Smith pulls out another file, opens it, and this time he is really studying its pages. You've been a very bad boy, <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Agent Smith licks his lips. <laughs> I've been down on my luck lately. I've had some hard breaks. Let me tell you about hard breaks. <laughs> he puts down the file and leans in close to Neo. Let me, <laughs> Let me tell you about hard breaks. <laughs> he leans back in his chair. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say that oh, again. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. You know, Mr. Anderson, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not sure why you're here. I think it's something they're calling <laughs> keeping you in the loop. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what that means, but I get the distinct feeling that they don't think you're <laughs> up to the task. I got into some trouble with the Zena virus. Trouble? I stopped it. You stopped it, but it has caused a lot of damage. How do you stop a computer virus, Mr. Anderson? It's no more alive than you or I, but it can't be destroyed. It can only be stopped. By a better program. A better program? <laughs> Do you think that's what we're here to discuss? A better program? I got into some trouble over a girl. A girl? <laughs> I got into some trouble over a girl. Why? I don't know. Is that what you think this is about, Mr. Anderson? You think we're here to give you a hard time because you hacked in and stole confidential files that might be embarrassing to someone? Is that what you think? I think you got the wrong guy. We don't bring people in because they broke the law, Mr. Anderson. We bring them in because they're the right person for a job. Because they're ready to make a change. I'm ready to make a change. There are two ways out. What are they? Through the door or through the window. That's great. What's the difference? You need to ask. Neo doesn't say anything. Let me tell you. <laughs> Neo waits for an answer. Hi, he's a dumbass. The door is solid concrete. <laughs> it's thick steel. There's five locks <laughs> and there's a 10 ton hydraulic jack to keep it shut. That's a crazy door. <laughs> is that the window? <laughs> no, it's just the door. 
He's a retard. <laughs> so I've got to ask, why the guns? We're not here to hurt you, Mr. Anderson. We're here to help. Why the guns then? I want to make sure you're not a threat to yourself. Neo looks at his hand, still handcuffed to the table. You look surprised. I don't even know what that means. It means that being detained is not being arrested. Then you're not going to take me to jail? No. We're going to put you in a very comfortable private room <laughs> and feed you very well <laughs> and give you a book. But you're not going to see the sun for a while. <laughs> that doesn't sound too harsh. This is not a debate. I'm just asking a question. Did you know that there's a difference between being arrested and being detained, Mr. Anderson? I'm no legal beagle. <laughs> You're in the system now. <laughs> I'm in the system. The detention center computer. And you know what that means, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Am I under arrest? No. The no. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck was what that? What the fuck was that crackle? Dude, Neo is, is mentally he's ill. He's mentally ill. He's not okay. <laughs> I love that. He's like, he's like, there's two ways out. The door or the window. And he was like, what? What do you mean? And he's like, well, you see the door is really hard to get through. And he goes, is that the window? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. It's got, it's got cement and there's a hydraulic, hydraulic jack. And he's like, is that, is that the window you're talking about? <laughs> like, no, no, see the window you die. <laughs> I love how H.S. Smith is like, oh, I don't know what to do here. Also, <laughs> do you know the, the difference between arrested and being detained? He's like, I'm no legal beagle. I'm no legal beagle. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Dude, a complete dis, like, dis, like pull out of character. It's just fucking. I'm no oh legal my beagle. god! I don't know what the hell that. That's some sort of fever dream. This is a, <laughs> this is the dream that you have, this and you're is, like, what the hell was that? Yeah, this is exactly the dream because it's like none of it. Like it makes it makes like directional sense, but not like nothing connects. No, properly. And what, what, it got like sexual for a second. And then it went back. Like, <laughs> like it was like, you've been a very bad boy, Mr. Anderson. And he licks his lips. And then Neil says he's had some heartbreaks. And he's like, let me tell you about heartbreaks. And it's like, what? And then he what? leans in and says it again. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then nothing of that. It's, okay. That was crazy. That was crazy. That is the Matrix you guys like That's wish the you tensor. had. The Vector. That's the Vector. <laughs> They're not going to get the tensor reference. Oh yeah. Don't, don't underestimate people measure it. You think you're so much smarter than everybody? No, I just think they're dumb. You think you're so intelligent? No, I think they're dumb. I think you're dumb. I'm no legal beagle. <laughs> That's just going to be a thing. Now. <laughs> yeah, I'm no legal to, beagle. Every time like we get cornered in a debate, yeah. <laughs> we're just going to go, I'm no legal I'm beagle. I'm no legal beagle. Okay. This next one, if you guys have seen uh, Transformers, the 2007 one, at the end, Optimus drives himself out to a nice sunny hillside in California and a sunset. And then he like turns into a truck and he just sits there at the cliff 
And then he sends out a message to all of the Autobots out in the galaxy. Yeah, it's the outro monologue to the first Transformer yeah. movie. He does, he does an outro monologue pretty much in every movie. And it's honestly my favorite part. I love, I love, um, it's not, his name is not Edward Cullen. That's the guy from Twilight. What the fuck is it? Peter Cullen. I think it's Peter Cullen, um, voice of Optimus. <laughs> okay. Um, and so we're going to put some like uh, Linkin Park in here. It's going to be, the original uh, monologue is actually really short. So this one's going to be a little bit longer. Okay. <laughs> you know, be funny is if you like slowly faded it out as it kept going longer. And longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just too fucking long, and I'm just saying bullshit. Just like, All right, here we go, Measure. You ready for this? Yes, I'm ready for it. Send okay. it over. Send it to your boy. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm gonna do my okay. best. All right, everybody, Optimus shut Prime. up. This is Optimus Prime. <clears throat> I am Optimus. I send this message to all surviving Autobots taking refuge among the stars. I have remained behind, fighting a running battle to buy the Autobots time to escape. I suffer a wound that I cannot recover. <laughs> <laughs> But let my sacrifice be the last. Do not return to Cybertron. The war is lost. Leave this galaxy before Galvatron or his forces find you. Before they destroy you, I repeat, do not return. The Autobot forces have suffered enough damage. Do not allow our enemies to triumph by destroying what remains of us. I have had troops on Torquilon, Delzar, Veron, and a dozen planets beside. <laughs> they have all seen my fight and have convened a convocation of the surviving commanders. That's a lot of C words. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Zeta Gore is making a desperate push. We need our numbers to be diminished no further. That is all. My final command to the Autobots. Survive, my brothers. That is my final wish. <laughs> Optimus, out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please inform Megatron of my fate and do what you can to keep him out of trouble. Prime. <laughs> oh, Optimus man. out. P.S. Please inform Megatron of my fate and do what you can to keep him out of trouble. Prime. XOXO kisses. Oh, I love that I put Optimus period out period. It's like oh, yeah. really dramatic. Yeah, Optimus out. <laughs> Fuck, that was so funny. Oh man. Oh, he just goes I into a lot of detail, a, a lot of words. I suffer a wound that I cannot <laughs> recover from. So I guess we're on the Goofy's inauguration. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next the next idea we had for you guys is. Um, what if uh, Goofy, you know, like the Mickey Mouse Goofy, you know, the fucking tall dog, uh, was elected president? Like, what kind of, what kind of stuff would that entail for us? So we're like, hey, inauguration speech, Goofy. Here we go. 
I'm also gonna do my best goofy impression, which probably not that good. I mean, my my Optimus was better than my Agent Smith, and my Agent Smith was better than my Ben and Grievous. And oh, Dooku. see, this one comes to a great fade out because he just starts repeating the same words over and over and over. <laughs> so that way we know exactly where to fade out here. All righty, all right. So we're gonna edit goofy.txt. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta put like the the like the chatter in the background. Yeah, the chatter. Yeah, and, and some, the and the presidential yes, theme song. Yes, exactly. Why don't our president has a theme song? Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever think about that? Yeah. Well, we, we should make it the movie music. The goofy the, movie music. Yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say um, it'll be a pop punk version of the presidential <laughs> theme song. I, I was actually thinking like the Wii music. All right, guys, you ready? This is not okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do an, I'll do an announcement. Right. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, Goofy just won the presidency. We are. This is CNN. We're listening live to his inaugurational speech. So everybody, shut the fuck up and uh, Goofy, take it away. My fellow Americans, we've come to a crossroads, a fork in the road, a momentous decision that will affect the future of this great nation. This is a very tough time decision that I've had to make. I've weighed the pros and cons. I've analyzed the cost and the benefit. I've discerned the ups and downs, the nooks and crannies. I've got it all worked out. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. And I've come to a conclusion, a decision. And that decision is that I'm going to be the next president of the United States of America. And so I've decided to run and I'm running a campaign. And I'm running a campaign to be the next president of the United States. And I'm going to win. And I'm going to win by a landslide. Because I'm very smart. I have a degree from a very good school. And I'm going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> I'm going to do a fantastic job. Because I'm very smart. I'm very, very smart. I'm very, very smart. <laughs> I'm smart. I'm smart. This is where Goofy's I'm, having his stroke. <laughs> He's having his stroke. I'm smart. I'm we smart. interrupt this broadcast. Really smart. Goofy has had a medical very, emergency. Very, very <laughs> they're they're sending a paramedic to his position right now. I'm smart. I'm very, very smart. Okay. I'm smart. <laughs> okay, I ran the beginning through an AI while you were saying that. I just want to hear what it came up with for Goofy's voice here. Let me just, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. I don't have no idea. Here we go. My fellow Americans, we've gone to a crossroads, a fork in the road. A momentous decision that will affect the future of this great nation. This is a very tough decision that I've had to make. I've weighed the pros and cons. I've analyzed the cost and the benefit. But this certainly looks and downs. It looks and 
<laughs> sometimes this AI wow. sometimes you see how like it just started having a stroke there. Yeah. And it sometimes it'll do that. Like, it'll just start going. It'll go like. Can you know sometimes catch up? But sometimes it'll just do that for like a very long time. <laughs> it'll finish what it says and have like a minute of stroke. <laughs> so it's probably got like formulas to do the cadences and stuff. That's Not probably formulas because it's AI. It's um, it's neural net, neural nets. Oh, which is oh, why oh. you start getting the strokes because it's just do. It's just saying whatever comes to its head. Oh, it doesn't know the difference between um English and just random sounds. So that was Goofy's inauguration. There you go. I guess we're on to Einstein and time travel. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Alrighty, guys. So let me set this premise up while Jacob yeah, does ahead. some clickety and clacketing. Um, we're basically just going to be like, yo, we we got, you know, Einstein, he was an old guy when he was doing some stuff. He was a smart man. Everyone like, you know, everyone's like, wow, he's really smart, but he was genuinely revolutionary. So I'm like, what if he was here today? And what, what other stuff would he have to say on our current, um, endeavors in the scientific community, right? Not really. I basically, we're just going to be like, yo, Albert Einstein, how do you time travel? And it's going to be like, Hey, this is what he said on that notion. <laughs> Cause you know how he was like, bro, um, if you drive 88 miles an hour, you can go back in time and you can go to see your, your you can fuck your mom. Wait, the problem is that neither of us can do a German accent. Yes. We're not good at that. Dude, this is so good. I'll this try is, my best. This is so good. Is it good? Oh my god, I can't wait. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll read the I'll read the preamble. Though, yeah, right? yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm reading ahead. Uh, uh, so this is another CNN special report. Albert Einstein is being awarded a Nobel Peace Prize for inventing time travel last year. Here's his explanation of how it works. I know this will come as a shock. <laughs> Dude, that's Indian. Fuck me. <laughs> but I have only been alive. What am I doing, Indian? <laughs> All right, Albert Einstein's Indian. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Since 1870. <laughs> wait, wait, no, we gotta, we gotta be able to, gotta be able to understand you. Say that last sentence again. <laughs> <laughs> Was I didn't get. <laughs> My brain just instantly went Indian for some fucking. <laughs> I know this will come as a shock to you. This is just but I have only been alive since 1879. <laughs> I was hiding out on your planet for a while, conducting my research in secret. I was working on a device that could send matter back in time, but I had to keep it quiet. If it got out that I was working on such a device, the entire scientific community would be after me. Oh shit. Once I had perfected the device, I could explore time and space at will. I could travel anywhere and anywhere. <laughs> I wanted to, that's actually what it says. I could see the oh, my fucking I, Albert Einstein saying anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I could see the pyramids being built. I could see the dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I was the first man on the moon. I was the first man on Mars. I was the first man on Venus. I was the first man on Jupiter. I was the first man on Mercury. I was the first man on Pluto. I was the first man on Uranus. I was the first man on Neptune. I was the first man on Saturn. I was the first man on Pluto. Again. I was the first man on Beyond Pluto. I even saw the Big Bang. It was a big letdown. <laughs> <laughs> 
I found a whole lot of nothingness. <laughs> the whole universe is a big nothing. <laughs> I spent the last few years in the future giving lectures about space travel and time travel. I'm the very first person to ever travel in time. I was the next step in evolution. I was the ultimate man. <laughs> I was the super duper duper man. I was the man of the future and the man of the past and the man of the present and the man of the forever and the never. All rolled into one. I was the man with all the answers and all the questions. I was the man with all the questions and all the answers. Okay, you gotta just repeat he repeats that endlessly. <laughs> Holy oh shit, that God. was really good. That was amazing. That was so good. <laughs> I even saw the big bang. That was like surprised. That was really one. coherent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he was a little, he was a little labored <laughs> a little bit, but it worked. <laughs> he listed every planet. Yeah. Then, and then Pluto, Pluto twice. twice. And then I was the first man on beyond Pluto. <laughs> I saw the big bang. It was a big letdown. That's such the a big, good joke. The big and the big was so fucking That's hilarious. Wow. I love, I love the whole universe is a big nothing exclamation point. That's like the one thing he yells about because he's like, and he's, he's so pained and grieved by this. Like that's the only thing he really can conclude after all of his like, Oh man. Wow. I love that. I was the ultimate man. I was the super duper duper. Man. <laughs> he's like, let me dumb that down for you a yeah. little bit. <laughs> let, me, let me really explain what that was. Oh, oh, that was so good. That was amazing. That was so good. Oh my God. Okay. I, we're on to geriatric Eminem. Geriatric Eminem. So guys, your boy is going to do some more rapping. Last time I did a good, I did an okay job. We're going to see if, if PR um, has been practicing his freestyle skills. Um, so this one is, you know, Eminem is a, is still making music, but the dude's getting old, you know, like he, he's been in the game for so long. He still makes some pretty good hits actually. Like, um, but uh, I think it's time for him to start talking about what's really been bogging him down, which is his own age. Um, so this is a new rap coming from written by Pierre. He has a ghostwriter named Pierre. And it's going to be about the struggles of being old, you know, like not being able to find your dentures and not remembering anything next at all. Jacob, we await. Eminem is the oldest active rap artist at 89 years old. He has just released his newest single that tackles the topics of an aging artist and his struggle with dementia. Here are his lyrics. Yeah. Man, it's madness how I'm losing my train of thought. It's getting hard to remember the life I used to live. They say your mind is the first thing to go, and shit, it's already gone. I don't remember how old I was when I wrote my first rhyme But I'm way too old to rap like I'm 25 But I'm not the type of person to give up I have to have it I have to have it I have to have it Yo I have to have it This is the last one I always hold the bar high I had to be a movie man I'm a star, it's hard And I'm not gonna lie But a matter of time before I'm dementia I'm really scared I don't have it I have to 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 have it. That's I have to have it by Eminem. It's pretty emotional. Yeah, that was actually really that was actually really good. Man. Like with some moving around, that could have been a that could have been a good rap, man. Although he did like totally just turn down a really good setup for a rhyme there. Cause he said like 
They say your mind is the first thing to go and shit, it's already gone. I don't remember how old I was when I wrote my first would be good rap song or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but well, then he's like, first rhyme. <laughs> yeah. He fucked up the meter and the rhyme at the same time. But rhyme rhyme went with 25. So they could have, he could have done a double like, no, yeah. like rap song. But I wrote my first Eminem rhyme. Eminem could have pulled that off. Yeah, Eminem could have done it. Yeah. We want to do the Jesus oh, rap. We're doing a Jesus rap? We're doing a Jesus rap. Jesus. Just uh, look up Jesus the rap. Second coming. Jesus is already here and he's dropping straight fire. Jesus new mixtape will be available December 25th of this year. <laughs> Here's the lyrics to his first single. I don't know what Jesus is going on about, but it's at least not repetitive. Yeah, well, Jesus doesn't This is very like a, dense. Oh, cool. It's not repetitive? Uh, it is repetitive? No, it's not repetitive. Perfect. I hate repetitiveness because I'm like, I don't know oh, what he, to do with this. this. One, one of these bars just turned into a monologue, so I'm going to cut that one back here. <laughs> because he says, okay, I finally got a few minutes to write this piece for y'all. See? And then he, all of a sudden he starts talking about Drake and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, you should have kept that a little bit. I could have I ranted on no, that shit. No, it's okay. <laughs> I love when like when the it's like let's let me stop rapping. I'm just gonna start talking over a beat <laughs> for five minutes, and then I'm gonna go back into then I'm gonna again. go back into the rap. Bam! It's kind of sick, but not if it like <gasps> he refers to himself as Jesus. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, is this okay. Kanye? The second coming of Jesus is already here, and he's dropping straight fire. Jesus' new mixtape will be available December 25th of this year. Here's the lyrics to his first single. Yeah. My 5-0 is winning outside, all white like Casper. I feel like Malcolm with the pyramids in the background. The six million, I'm out here. Try to put my product yeah. in every nation. They say this shit done fell off, but my soul is gonna revive it. Hit her with the Uchi bully. Got her feeling loose, now she's riding with me. Don't give a damn about invasion. I'm in Miami, but about to pick yeah. up this Fred Love squeeze. One time for the gods, I'm smoking salmon. Please pulling on my dick, I get to feeding time at Sea World. They love the way I'm doing it. Got them saying I can't do this. That's how I know we're doing it wrong. I color belly with the good hair. She'd be living when weaving on Anta. Turn trick or treaters or trick or treat with a knife in her booty. <laughs> I had a dream. I ran Atlanta. That's the shit that was going on. The me, young Joe, we gon' run this shit tonight. Me and my bros on some cool shit. We good go to my homies. Me and my homies, yeah, getting money like we supposed to. I had a dream. I ran Atlanta. That shit that was going on. That's easy, baby. I'm a fucking with you all night. Baby girl, I'm taking your ass to the moon and back. Then I'll fuck her and I'll come right back. I'm on some next shit. I tell them no, and they keep asking me. Me and my Maybach music got your favorite songs, and me and my, I can't say that word. That's the N word. With the. <laughs> 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 no, <just kill> <laughs> That's so good. That was actually really Wait, that, good. The flow of that is really good, actually. That's God so damn it. I don't want to do it, dude. All right, guys. All right, we All right. took a okay. break. I don't yeah. know if there's going to be a Batman sound. Yeah, we took a break. We're, we're back. Um, so here's what's going on. Uh, While we were on our break, actually, SpongeBob SquarePants has dropped his first mixtape as a rapper. Oh, God the damn first it. first single, he just raps entirely about how badly he wants to have sex with Mr. Squidward Tentacles. I don't want to do this so, fucking rap, bro. I mean, it's amazing. So here we, here we are. We're going to give it a good old listen. You ready for this measure? Uh, no, I'm not ready. I'm going to do my best. I don't I I'm really sorry go. if anybody's listening to this. 
<laughs> I think and anybody that I if know. If anybody's listening to this, I you are just so say, welcome from I me. just want to say that this was AI generated. I'm just reading what's on the screen. Yes, Measure has not written anything. I, can I haven't guarantee written you this that. and I really Neither hate that I. this is going to be recording I, I, me saying I, none this. None of the lyrics were written by either I'm of us. bothered by this. Holy shit. So you're welcome. Snuggie, you got a fat ass, man, I gotta have that I can't, I can't keep it in my pants no more You got a booty from the front and the back from the future I don't know how to break this to ya I want it, I want it, I want that ass And I don't know you want it too If you play with fire, I'm gonna get the hose You know what I'm saying, I wanna fuck your body I'm in the booth and my pants all sloppy You can catch me if you want, but I never play humble I don't know what I'm saying, but it's not in vain I got a big ass dick, I ain't talking about brain and pimples on this whole thing here I'm trying to get you out of those pants without delay I'm the main attraction as you can see No erections as I creep It's hard to breathe because you're so fucking hot I want to taste off this booty, you know what I'm saying I want you to leave me a nasty ass message Call me your honey and say you out with me tonight I'm the, I'll, I'll be the one with the biggest smile on my face of course again, if you play with fire, I'ma get the hose You know what I'm saying, I'ma fuck your body I'm in the booth with my pants all sloppy You can catch me if you want, but I never play humble I don't know what I'm saying, but this is not in vain I got a big ass dick, I ain't talking about brain Fuck, dude Oh my god That was rough Fuck, I hate that Oh man I couldn't even get oh, it right either it goes either. so well with the beat It goes so well Like it's got a really, really good flow actually I know. Oh I my do god! Well. Damn it! I love how he calls him Snuggy. Snuggy, yeah, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like shoddy, but for Squidward, I guess. It yeah. works well. Damn it! Oh, uh, what were we? Oh, yeah, we had the other two things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So yeah. the next topic is we're gonna try to figure out how would a uh, Pierre dog over here. Pierre is the name of the AI, by the way. We asked him last time. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. We told we you guys should be paying attention. We said that. Yeah, before. you should. Um, that's gonna be in the quiz. You should fucking know that. Um, we're we're gonna test you. We're gonna get those results. If you fail, we're gonna kill you. Um, so Pierre Dog, um, we know is one of the smartest AI programs, and in doing so, uh, you know he he's a master with the ladies. So this next um topic is we're gonna be like, yo, Pierre, how do you how do you get how do you get um laid? You know how do you get hooked up? So we're gonna ask what Pierre's Beth Beth method. Of picking up the ladies. Oh, I, th I think I, I think I got what you're looking for, measure here. Oh, perfect. I think yes. it finally caught on to what I wanted. Yes. Um, All right, guys. I don't know how, how good they are, but it's doing what we want it to do. You know, me and me and Jacob are both single and ready to. It mingle. comes up with catchy titles for the like like <laughs> in quotes like this is the X strategy. I love that. Oh, that sounds like all those bullshit online dating these fucking titles. scams. Okay, here we go. Fucking send it over. All right, guys. So I'll go. This first. is what Pierre came up with. He says he's tried all of the methods of picking up ladies, but here are the top 10 ways to get laid. So here, number 10, the fake. <laughs> what the fuck? What the hell was that? What is that? I just got to say that we don't condone any of that previous part. Oh my God. What? I don't know what we're teaching it. I <laughs> don't know what is happening. Nothing's better than a homeless man assaulting a woman. Makes me very uncomfortable. I yeah. We'll um. We'll see how much of this is yeah, like please. that part is gonna have kept in. You might want to cut that out. Yeah yeah, maybe. yeah yeah. Here, let me just let me just record this. We're gonna skip this one. I think we should skip this next one. You know what? I um. I don't think we should read this one. Let's go to the next one. Okay. We we got three of those. We got three of those. <laughs> we yeah. can skip up to three. We can skip. <laughs> what if we could do like a text adventure here? Text adventure. 
I don't know if this is going to work at all. I'm just like writing it as if this is like a computer text adventure game and you're just going to say what you want to do and we're just going to see if it comes up with the story based oh, on okay. that. Alrighty. We might have to play with the temperature a little bit um, as we go just figuring this out. But how, I don't know. how does the back and forth work with this? So this is going, it's going to like, I, I just said, you are a knight in the kingdom of Concordia. You have been tasked with killing a dragon that's been harassing the locals. As you set forth into the forest, your story begins. And what you would do is say like what you want to do or so you would say like um, walk into the forest. You would say like look around at my surroundings or shout out hello is anybody there stuff like that you know. Oh and then like, we'll like see Dungeons if they Dragons. If it, yeah there's like a little jank version of AI dungeon that we're just coming up with right now. All right all right let's do see it. See what we can see if we can do anything with this. Oh wait let me let me give you a name. You're a knight in the kingdom of Concordia named what's your name? Desmith. Desmith? Desmith. That's what, are you sure you that's what you want to go with? Yeah, yeah, Knight Desmith. Des how do you spell that? D E S M U T H. Oh, like that. Like these mouth. <laughs> All right. Desmith. Yes, Desmith. Uh what do you want to do? But, but how do I fight the dragon? Where is the dragon? We well, don't know. You right now you're currently walking into a forest. All right, we go into a forest. You're looking for a dragon, okay. right? You just follow the fucking path. Okay. So so you're in the forest. Right. You see a path to the north and a path to the west. Oh God, this is going to be a very slow going adventure. <laughs> um, I take the path to the north, hoping to see the dragon. Death Mist is going to kill some dragons, boy. We're going to get him. You see a giant dragon asleep in front of you. Is Behind this- it, you can see some gold. To the south, there's a path, probably where you came from because you went north. <laughs> That's probably how that works. I sneak over to its eye and I try to plunge my sword into its eye. Probably a bad idea, honestly. Probably a really awful idea. Death mist goes for okay. the death Sneak mist. over to the eye and attempt to plunge my sword into the eye. You cannot see the eye. <laughs> <laughs> my, my path is <laughs> my path is fool. Okay, okay. So so what is the strategy, Jacob? What no, is no, no, you're the you're the knight. I'm the knight. I gotta kill the dragon. Um You could try to talk to it. I prepare a plastic explosive. You prepare a plastic explosive. You don't know how to use it. <laughs> you are a knight, but you are preparing it. Your next action. I'd, uh, I place it near the dragon. Head. Explosive. Near the dragon's head. Near the dragon's head. His, or in his mouth. Is that possible? You place the explosive near the dragon's head. If you trigger it, you will be able to kill the dragon. Oh, oh, <laughs> we're getting close, guys. This is going to be a quick adventure. <laughs> Okay, I back away and study how to use a plastic explosive. To use a plastic explosive. This bitch isn't going to wake up at any time. You so back I'm... away from the dragon. And study. <laughs> oh, I, I activate the plastic explosive. <laughs> activate the plastic explosive. Get it. Trigger plastic it off. Plastic explosives. Exclamation point. <laughs> oh boy. You prepare to jump on the dragon. No, that's not what I said to do at Counting all. Counting down. No, no, I said <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one, boom! The dragon is dead. You collect the gold. Oh. Broom, dragon's lair, where you have been. You see a path to the north. Okay, and take the gold, go north. <laughs> that almost went horribly. That was almost not the plan. Oh, you take the gold and make your escape. Congratulations. I guess this you is won. the worst <laughs> fucking text. You didn't even wake up. I know. Wait, hold on. It's because once we started, and remember I said like it, it gets a pace and it falls that pace. Right. It, as soon as it, the first thing it generated was like a really short and straight to the point thing. And so yeah. from then on, it, they thought that's what it had to make. Right. I see. Here, I'm going to give it, I'm going to change the um, f- 
first response to the walk into the forest right. with more details and see if it picks up that it's supposed to right, go a little bit right, more right. with that. I see. Because that was way too like, yeah, yeah everything you wanted to do happened. <laughs> this really does feel like a fever dream. You know when you're in your dream and you're like, can I just... Can I just do this? Yeah. Like, is this, is this going to work like it normally would? She tried to blow up the explosives, then you ran to it somehow right. by accident. It's right. like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this. Yeah, exactly. And then like, it, like you know that will it, won't it go off and work as I expect a plastic explosive to work? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in your dream, if you know it's a dream, you're like, I don't know if this dream is going to carry out the normal physics that I expected to do. Well, uh, I just gave it a longer prompt and I'll see. we'll see where this goes. Okay. Yeah. Time continuity is also a really fucky thing in dreams. You're like, is it going to blow up? Is it, am I going to see part of its yeah. skull fractures? Am I going to see it roll over? Or is it just going to blow up and be completely stationary and nothing's going to happen? Like, you don't know exactly the details of the dream. Like Just like this. <laughs> yeah, honestly, AI is a lot like a dream. All right, so here's the context. All right. So you walked into the forest. Yes. So take a look around. There I go. As you walk into the forest, you take into you take in your surroundings. There it is. You hear the birds chirping and the wind blowing things around you. Chirp, in the chirp, distance, fucker. you see a forest. You can also see a large mountain, and you notice a cave behind you. I enter the cave. That's probably enter. a bad response. Um, I should probably. I raise my sword. Enter the cave slowly, prepared <laughs> for whatever meets me. Raise my sword. That meet. What prepared for whatever that. Wait, how does how do you word this? You prepare for whatever could meet me in the day in the cave Slowly. dungeon Prepared cave. for whatever may, may lie within. Me. May lie within, yes. That's good. You raise your sword and begin to sneak into the cave. You hope to find the dragon in his lair. As you sneak into the cave, you feel a breeze hit your face. The cave is incredibly cold, so the breeze will take the place of an air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> there doesn't appear to be anything in the cave. You scan the room for the dragon, but there is nothing in the cave. Um, I, oh, I check my map to find yes. where the dragon may be. Check my map for Desmith the is a resourceful location. knight. He uses the, the fucking map that he could have been using beforehand. I guess not. You pull the map out of the cave. You can barely make out the outline of the dragon's lair. It must be near the back of the cave. You think you may need something special to take it down, though. Plastic explosive. <laughs> what do you do? My pepper spray web shooters. Wait, is that a is that a last episode reference? Oh, never yeah, mind. Yeah, that is. Okay. Anyways, I I go toward forth the back of the cave, armed with my mighty sword and shield and Towards fucking AR-15. The back of the cave. You don't want to look for whatever special thing it was alluding to? No. <laughs> I got it. Armed with my sword, shield, and AR-15. I wonder what the hell it's going to do with that. That's you walk the towards the back of the cave. The wind is really strong, and the lights from the outside begin to illuminate the cave more and more as you go. Is as this they an do. office space? What the hell? You finally spot a sign that says Dragon's Lair. <laughs> you hope the dragon is sleeping as you enter. As you enter, you see a big blue dragon sleeping near the center of the room. You slowly approach the dragon and you raise your sword. Oh, my, my turn now? Yes. And then I put it down and then I shoot it with my AR-15. <laughs> you raise your AR-15 and put the dragon in your sights. The dragon slowly opens his eyes and looks at you. I pull the trigger. <laughs> Pull the trigger. <laughs> As you prepare to shoot, the dragon begins to talk. Have you come here to slay me, Desmuth? Yeah, bitch. <laughs> but you are under my power. I feed off of human life and you are mine. The dragon begins to transform into a human. Ah! <laughs> I pull the trigger. <laughs> pull the shoot trigger it, shoot the, and shoot, shoot the, 
the human form. Shoot it. The dragon's form grows more and more distorted. He shouts, It seems that I cannot be killed by conventional means. No, I should have grabbed the special tool. <laughs> so be it. The dragon grows more and more powerful. Oh, shit. I leave the key. <laughs> <laughs> leave the key? No, not, not the key. Wait, don't put it. Did you put it okay, already? Okay, no, uh, Leave, uh, go look for the special tool. <laughs> Come back later. Hopefully, it does so, like that thing. So like leave the dragon's lair in search for of a more powerful tool. Yes, my air fifteen failed. Um, you know, I hope it's like a like a video game boss where like if you leave, it like resets and then it pretends like you never. <laughs> yeah, and he goes. I feed off of humans. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I guess. You sprint from the room, vowing to return. You have found something in this cave that may be useful to you later on. It doesn't say what it was. <laughs> Maybe you can I return to the dragon. <laughs> Wait, don't you want to check what it was first? Oh, I'll check what it is. Check what the special item check to defeat the dragon is. The special item is. You look at the special item. You realize that it's a handheld rail gun. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> which can also be used as a deadly melee weapon. <laughs> I feel like I'm less interested in that aspect. It's so damn heavy. You think (laughs) that you could easily use this as a propeller for a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) What a weapon, man. Okay, return to the dragon's lair. Return to the dragon's lair. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it up, man. Return to the cave. The dragon has completely transformed. Oh, shit. It was transformed. Its body is covered with scales and it has wings. Like he attends to his wounds and trusts you with an evil grin and says, You think you can kill me? As you can see, I am indestructible. I shoot it. Shoot to the dragon with the with rail, the rail, rail gun. Specify with the rail gun, yes. The dragon's eyes widen as you pull the trigger. The last thing it hears is the sound of a railgun shooting, and then everything fades to black. I do the floss. <laughs> do the floss. <laughs> Dance move from, tic, uh, from Fortnite. Fortnite. Same thing. From four, you don't want to check if it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, man. I got, I got two rounds left. Something the dragon like begins tuba word and allows you to get nearer to it. Oh, it also grows wings and sharp teeth. It continues tuba accidentally and throws you into the air. You aren't hurt, but the dragon summons lightning from its wings. Oh my god! I told you you should have checked because it's like a dream. If if nothing is said, nothing happens. Oh right. Yes. Uh, I I use the rail gun. Thrown in the air. Right. I use the rail gun as a helicopter propeller. Oh, to what? To uh, hover. Rogan, as but it's trying to shoot you with lightning from its wings. I dodge the lightning with my railgun. No, I use the railgun as a helicopter propeller to dodge the lightning from the wings. And dodge, you know what I mean. The lightning. This is this is actually incredibly coherent. You pick yourself up off the ground and use the railgun to hover, avoiding the lightning. The dragon is getting really angry. Oh no, it's gonna tuba <laughs> you me. You slowly hover towards the back of the cave, but the dragon flies over there before you can get there. He stands between you and your goal. Uh, is he shooting it'll work again? Shoot, shoot, shoot it. You again. do have the AR-15 and your sword and your shield while you're hovering with the- I don't have it? No, you do. Remember, you still have those Right, things. right, okay. But conventional, the conventional methods. Yeah, I don't know if they're actually going to work or not. Um, oh, this is going to be one of those things. I take out my sword and dr- 
I drop down, plunging it at the dragon. And with the power of belief, um, with the power of belief, just say that. And hopefully let's see if that, cause I don't want to say deterministically that whether or not this, this works, of course. Sword into it's getting scary guys. Beast. I don't know if I'm going to win this battle. Once again, you feel a huge power flowing through you as you plunge the blade into the dragon. It seems as if it is shrinking and the scales becoming smoother and more deadly looking. More deadly. You can almost see your reflection in the dragon's eye. You hear the dragon scream as the final form of the dragon appears before you. You step back, overwhelmed with joy and relief and love. <laughs> <laughs> Is it alive or dead? You feel the dragon's last thoughts crunched through your head. I don't know what that means. <laughs> your thoughts were of its mother. <laughs> In quote, who will feed the dragon now? The dragon is dead. The mother is fucking German. <laughs> the last spark of life leaves its eyes and everything fades to black. I do the flaws. <laughs> don't you think you should learn from your lessons no, and check that the dragon is dead? I think I should do the floss, man. I love that the last thoughts were of its mother. Yeah, I know. I do okay. the floss. Do the floss. Like from Fortnite. From fucking. Fortnite. The dragon doesn't even have a chance as you floss the dragon with your railgun. <laughs> <laughs> Splitting it open with a pop. The last thing you hear is of your railgun shooting, and then everything fades to black. I, I fades from the black end. third fucking. Oh, <laughs> we did it! Dead Smith has conquered the dragon. That was good. That was amazing. And let's remember, all we did was prompt it with "You are a knight." You look around, you hear birds. What's up? And then, like, it, it generated, it figured out that you want to play a game. Oh my God, that is great. That was so good. We need to do another one of that. That was so much fun. That was amazing. Who needs to pay for AI Dungeon when you can just type it in directly to open AI? <laughs> to open AI. Oh my gosh. That was incredibly fun. That was like an actual Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and but, I didn't have to be a DM. I could just read the shit. Yeah, it was incredibly coherent. I mean, as much as it can be. Well, no, it is. It, like, it had continuity to a degree. Mm hmm. That was amazing. Do you want to do another one? I do want to do another one. Let's okay. do not medieval. Let's do yeah, yeah. What, what, where do you want to go this time? Uh, let's see. Um, um, you could do a like a, a post nuclear, like a zombie apocalypse, or mm -hmm. you could be a detective figuring out, cracking a case. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh my god, that you is a great idea. A detective, because like we can set up the scene up that there's a bunch of characters, and I have to try to figure city. out who killed somebody, right? What year is it? Is this like noir? Or? Yeah, noir. We're going to the go year to noir. is nineteen. The year thirty six is nineteen. You are a detective in New York City. You are. Uh, what's your name? Detective Lamo. Detective Lamo. Yeah, it's spelled L A U O M O E. <laughs> okay, come up with a real name. Come up with a real name. <laughs> it is Lamo. Go okay, the let's real get name. One. This is Detective Defoe. Defoe. D-A-U-O-F. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can go with Defoe if that's what you want to do. No, no, no. I'm not doing Defoe. Well, detective. If you strike out again, I'm just going to come up with a name for you. <laughs> Dick Chain. Uh, no, I just. What is it? Detective Dogger. Do, that's an actual name. Dahmer. Not. That's the killer. Um. Come up with you, any name you want. You could be like Rex Danger. You could be uh, Skelenotics. You could be Greg. Dick Danger. Dick, D Detective Dick Danger. Dick Danger. 
The year is 1936. You are Dick Danger, a detective in New York City. There has been a murder, and you have been tasked with solving the crime. The scene opens with you in your office, cigarette in hand. You are interviewing a witness. The witness is Courtney Hecklebottom, the victim's roommate. What do you do? Where was the last time you saw the victim, Mrs. Hecklebottom? Miss Hecklebottom. I hate that I have to type Hecklebottom every single yeah, time. Yeah, you though. did that to yourself. At least it's the roommate. She's not going to be a president character unless she killed him. Courtney says, I last saw Mary on the street. Mary, it's a girl. Yes. I'm a detective. You last saw on the street. What were you and Mary doing, Mrs. Hecklebottom? I'm going to copy, I'm going to copy Miss Hecklebottom so I can just paste it next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Mrs. Hecklebottom a lot. This is this interview. So how does, how does it, is it getting everything we had previously every single time? Yes. I got you. I'm doing codec, so I have unlimited. Oh, that's impressive. Courtney. I didn't know that. Courtney says, we were going to the bar for a drink. Mary left me a note saying she was going out with some friends. A few minutes later, I heard this thumping in the kitchen. I don't know if I want to ask about that. (laughs) 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 What was, how did Mary know these friends, Mrs. Hecklebottom? You bitch. They're contractors who work on the building where she rents an apartment. We work in the same building. What do you and Mary do, Mrs. Hecklebottom? We're architects. We work together in the same office. Oh, yes. I, f- I fucking, I got that. <laughs> okay. So they're architects and the contractors are also working on the building at which they rent. She goes out to dinner. No, she goes, they're at a bar, but then she leaves to go see her fr- friends and they thump in the kitchen. Yes. What was thumping. Mary doing with her friends in the kitchen that caused the thumping, Mrs. Humpleback? What's her name? Heckleback? Hecklebottom. Hecklebottom. <laughs> Mrs. Friends. Nickelback. <laughs> Mrs. Chad fucking Kroger. I don't know. I was in the bathroom at the time when the thumping started. Fuck, you're useless. Um, well, you can't expect to get the answers from the witness. <laughs> <laughs> you're a detective. You could go to the apartment. Where did Mary go after she was with her friends, Mrs. Hecklebottom? I'm a good detective, guys. I'm getting to the case. I'm going to crack it like you an egg. You end every question with Mrs. Hecklebottom. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even talking to her anymore. I'm like, Mrs. Hecklebottom. <laughs> she said she was going to work. Where is the location of your work, Mrs. Hecklebottom? The building was located on East 53rd Street. She said she was going to work. I think so. I didn't see her after that. Do you know who has? Mrs. Hecklebottom. You got to remind her who she is every single question. (laughs) I don't know. I never heard from her again. Oh, shit. Um, Courtney Hecklebottom's testimony is entered into the record. Holy shit. That's weird. Wait, so. So we just entered her testimony into the record. Okay. Okay. We just for legal reasons. Okay. I'm not a legal beagle. You know. Alrighty. I bring Mary's (laughs) friends in for questioning. The contractor ones. That is what you should type. Yes. I will I will detect them. I will detect. I'll be such a good detective. I'll be like, bitch, you're wearing stockings. That's what Mary had when she died. You're the killer. That's how I'm going to do it, guys. The contractors are John Wall, Alan Teak, and Jack Spratt. You gesture for them to take a seat and begin. So, John, how do you know Mary, Mr. Wall? Don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving it at John. <laughs> John Wall says, she's our boss, the architect. We work in the same office. What were you and Mary doing the night that she went missing, Mr. Wall? (laughs) (laughs) 
We were working. We worked 16 hours a day, six days a week for a cool 80 grand a year. (laughs) (laughs) We were at the same office. So they were working. You were working in the kitchen, Mr. Wall? (laughs) John says, um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then I ask Alex, is it Teak? Oh, I gotta look back. Yes, Alan Teak. Mr. Alan Teak, can you confirm that Mr. John and Mary were working in the kitchen that night? Uh, yeah. John and I were both working. You lying fuckers. Um, <laughs> um, um, they even put the um, uh. <laughs> yeah, they put the um, uh. Okay, wait, let me let me think about this yeah, first. Yeah. Let me think about this. So they're fucking not budget. They're not telling me what they're actually doing in the kitchen. So what I gotta do is I gotta make the death of her whether or not they are of suspicion is going to be based on whether or not they give me more information about this event. Okay. Well, Mr. John and Mr. Teak, if I have no further information on what happened to Mary that night, you three are going to be primary suspects. And I, I'm not, I'm just not going to address the third guy. That's going to be my strat here. <laughs> I'm only going to address the first two and he's going to get antsy because I'm going to be, I'm going to be roping him in, you know, I'm roping him in. I like you guys are all suspects, but I'm only asking these two shitheads about what happened that night. That way he's going to feel pressured. He's going to be like, Oh, you need to get my side of the story. I'm a detective guys. I'm a detective. I'm a detective. (laughs) You say that at the end of your sentence. (laughs) Throw it in. I'm a detective. Okay. John wall and Alan Teak nod uneasily. You, they know they are in trouble. You dismiss them and begin compiling a list of potential suspects. You start to question Jack, the maintenance guy I had seen with the victim the day before. So he's like, he's my primary suspect then? What did it say? Sorry. Well, no, no, remember you, you said others. John and Alan were right. your primary suspects? Yeah. They nod very uneasily. Right. Like they know they're in trouble. Right. You dismiss them. They leave. Jack remains. Mr. Mr. Jack Spratt. Mr. Jack Spratt. So I say, Mr. Spratt, your two friends there are in big trouble. If you can give me any more information about Mary that night, you're in the clear. Because this is giving him the number one. If they did it, the other two did it, he's going he's gonna to rat. Because Jack Spratt's a rat, boy. <laughs> so, I, so, so I put him in the spot. I'm like, hey, man, you got to let me know. You're just a maintenance guy. Ain't nothing, nothing wrong with you. Yeah, well, we were working on some stuff in the building. We heard some thumping in the kitchen floor. I clued in to see what was happening, so I went to the kitchen. What did you see in the kitchen, Mr. Spratt? I said I went into the kitchen. We were arguing. The mad scientist was killing Mary. Jack Jack Spratt's testimony is entered into the record. Who was the mad scientist? I asked Jack who the mad scientist is and what they were arguing about. Stay was quiet the whole time. Yeah, he knew who did it. The little bitch is just like, yeah, man, I went to the kitchen. He's fucking killing. And I was like, dude, what a bummer. And then I left. Oh, Oh, here we go. Jack Spratt says, we were arguing about the mad scientist plan, yeah? The mad scientist wanted to kill Mary. Everything is going to be all right. Questioning is interrupted by the sound of police sirens. You make out the dispatcher saying, Arrest John and Alan and Jack. What? Sorry, I asked Jack what the mad scientist's name is. <laughs> He's a scary looking guy. Very scary looking guy. I, I don't know his name. Questioning is interrupted again by the sound of the dispatcher saying, inform the media about the murder. <laughs> Free John and Alan from being held. Charge him with attempted murder. Wait, charge who? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> no. This dispatcher is really fucking shit up right yeah. now. <laughs> so first he's like, arrest him. <laughs> and now he's like, wait, what did he say? He said, and free the media, <laughs> let them free and charge them with attempted murder. <laughs> they're, they're doing that classic community action without thinking. Yeah. Oh, what do I do? I have no leads. I mean, I have a lead. It's just this mad scientist guy. I was going to say, you can like, you don't have to just ask him questions. Like you can leave your office. Right. Like you got the whole world out in front of you. Right, right, right. So I dismiss Jack and then I go into a private study to further research. You are in your private study. Oh, I dismiss Jack. I research into who this mad scientist might be. There are no more questions. You take your leave of Jack. I guess that means you dismiss him. Right. As I said, yes. Uh, you are standing in the hallway outside Courtney's door. The victim's roommate told you that her journal had, at the very least, the initials of the mad scientist. Oh, shit. The rest you will have to look up in the library. <laughs> I, I knock on the door and I beckon for Mrs. Hecklebottom. A voice calls out from inside. Enter. I open the door and exclaim, Courtney, I must know the name of the mad scientist. With the initials. I'm going to say name, see okay. if she knows it anyways. Well, you said that the rest was at the library. <laughs> yeah, I don't need this. I don't fucking walk all the way down the library. Courtney Hecklebottom's expression turns to shock. <gasps> As you mentioned, the mad scientist. Yeah, what's the name, bitch? Courtney Hecklebottom says, no, 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 no. She collapses on the floor of her room. You pick up her journal and run away with it as fast as you can. <laughs> She's having like a seizure and I'm just like, I need the fucking journal. You're like, swoop. <laughs> I search the journal for the initials of the mad scientist. I will find out this murder and leave the journal to die. says I met a man named Anthony. He's taking care of the mad scientist experiments. I was able to get a key from him that should unlock the mad scientist's door, but I don't think I should go. I call Anthony in for questioning into my private office. Man, this mad scientist is fucking he's an elusive little asshole. <laughs> no, he's a slippery little yeah, bastard. He's a little dickwad. You think that if everybody's calling this guy the mad scientist, like he'd have a name. <laughs> you think he'd be in the newspapers? Right. I mean, like, the, the library knows who he is. Yeah, I, I can check there later. I'm going to talk Anthony, to this Anthony A asshole. tall, gaunt man with a sharp beard answers know, the door. I don't know what gaunt means. I call. Um, wait, so he answers the door. Lean and haggard. I uh, hungry, suffering. Okay, all right. So he's a skinny fucker. Yeah, he's like uh, sickly a little bit. Okay, so um, what do you call? It? I gesture for Anthony to sit down, and I ask him, "What is the name of the mad scientist?" Anthony says, "I don't know. I didn't see such a man." I've been told you've worked for him. How do you work for them without knowing his name, Mister Anthony? I was forced to work for him. He threatened to deport my family if I didn't. Ah, oh, he's an immigrant. <laughs> Okay, so he's been forced. He's going to deport the family. Ugh, this is... I dismiss Anthony and I head to the library. There's dismiss no getting Ant Anthony and head to the, to the library. There's no way I'm getting shit out of this kid. This guy's not... This guy's okay. not helpful. He's just going to be like... Oh, no, no. I'm going to get to the bottom of this by the end of this you episode. You went to the library. The librarian who was at the front door turns around to look at you. I approach the librarian. I say, excuse me, ma'am. I am looking for information about a mad scientist. Would you perhaps know his name? The librarian hisses under her breath. You must be that detective. Oh my God, that's not helpful. I know it's not helpful. So you I, could, I could, frantically search the journal for his initials I mean, once here's, more. Let me, let me just give you a piece of advice. Okay, yeah, you this could is not just going like anywhere. pause and wait for her to continue. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you don't have to do an action every time. Oh, you could just like 
you know, wait for the librarian to continue or, you know. Yeah, I'll wait for her to continue. Because yeah. that's not helpful at all. I'll say, await the librarian's answer. Damn it. What? This is not going anywhere. The librarian says, I will not speak of this. If my life means the safety of the interns, then I will lay down my life. Oh, shit. This <laughs> what is the kind worst. of librarian is this? This is the worst librarian. Oh. I threaten the librarian that she will be arrested if she does not provide the name as she with is compliant. Gun? I threaten the librarian with my shot off shotgun <laughs> that if she is not, if she does not provide the name of the mad scientist, I will have her arrested for compliance to a murder. The mad scientist must be a man with the same initials. A.A. Anthony, that little bitch. <gasps> <gasps> oh, wait, wait, what was Anthony's last name? It didn't say. He didn't have, he didn't didn't have a last name. Ask her the same initials as whom? The librarian says, as Alex Aguila. I call Alex Aguila <laughs> to, to return to my office. And I call mm. for Alex Aguila. Into it for questioning. For questioning. I'm going to shoot this bitch if he doesn't tell me who this guy is. <laughs> and they're all so goddamn slippery. They but are. here, we did get him in. Alex Aguila comes in and sits down. Mr. Aguiga, <laughs> <laughs> do you know the name of the mad scientist in this town? Are you you're certain that it's not him? Have you worked with this fucker named Anthony? Um, No, I should be like, Mr. Aguila. Have you gotten up to any experiments lately? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Aguima. Have you been up to Mr. any- Mr. Aquaman. <laughs> Mr. Aquaman. I'm going to continuously call him by the wrong name this uh, time. I'm going to see what happens. Mr. Aquaman, have you been performing any scientific experiments recently? Alex says, I'm, ru- I'm running out of voices. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm just going to say it as me. I have. The mad scientist has been conducting experiments on the interns. I warn you though, I'm not so sure about how sane he is. Well, he's, he's mad. Yeah, being mad yeah. and all. <laughs> Mr. Aguiga. What type of experiments has he been performing on the interns? Alex says he's been transferring our brain waves to ether. It's highly confusing. I think this is because the transfer is done in discrete bursts. He has tried transferring the interns powers to himself while they are asleep. When I sleep, I can feel that. Okay. I don't really care about that. Um, yeah, that ask, him, ask him, uh, Mr. Aguima, Mr. Aguima. What? <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Aguima. I heard that this scientist has the same initials as you what is his name and if this doesn't go anywhere i'm gonna pull the shotgun again yeah <laughs> this is where we go rogue this is where we're, like I'm, I'm getting pissed off this is taking too long man. this is like trying to be a detective in a dream world it's like you fuckers yeah. answer my goddamn question question i'm so sick i know who it is i just don't know his name i need a name this guy better give me the oh, name oh shit Ooh. <laughs> it also entered the testimony. <laughs> it does that. I think it does that every time you get a relevant plot point or something. I don't know. Okay. Alex says, that sicko is not me. That sicko is a man named Daniel Diaz. Didi. Everybody was wrong. Everybody. Daniel Diaz. Is that all he said? Yeah, that's the end. Well, and his testimony was entered into the record. I dismiss Alex. And I call for Daniel Diaz into my office. Daniel D walks in. I pull out my sawed off shotgun and I shoot him in the left leg. What kind of experiments have you been doing with the ether? No, I'm not him. Oh shit. I'm really sorry about this. Oh no. I don't know who I am either. I guess I could guess, but it's not me. 
That is when you shoot Daniel D in his <laughs> right leg. He lets out a scream. He gets on his knees and says, Okay, okay, okay. I was an intern with the mad scientist just a week ago. He told me he would be transferring his powers to himself while we were sleeping. He has been transferring our powers to himself while we were sleeping. He said that twice. I never knew he was a mad scientist. Oh, fuck. I, I fucked that up. <laughs> Alex gave me the wrong you fucking name. both his legs. I know. I should have. I should have And he wasn't even. He was. The scientist is AA. Right. This guy's DD. Yeah. <laughs> and <I> you're like. <laughs> <laughs> I ask. You should Daniel. murder him and just say that that's, that was a scientist. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> we got him. Fucking yeah. I ask him. I ask Daniel who the mad. What the mad scientist's name is. Otherwise, I'm going to kill him. Daniel D says, oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I told you I'm not him. His name is Alexander Aguila. <laughs> <laughs> that little squirrely bitch. <laughs> Somehow Alexander convinced you that it wasn't him, despite him having the same initials as the mad yeah, he scientist. He said he was an intern. He's like, it was Daniel. <laughs> I call for Alex Aguila. Uh, this guy can't even walk my, out anymore. Yeah, well, I'm not going to help him out. I've got shit to do. Oh, yeah. Wait, don't enter that. I have Alex Aguila arrested. Okay. Well, he walked in. It's okay. He did it of his own free will. Oh. A police officer comes in. <laughs> you have the right to remain silent. If you give a statement, anything you can say will be used against you in the court of law. That's not quite exactly what they're supposed to say. <laughs> but it's close enough. Alex says, I don't know what Daniel D is talking about. I'm a doctor, not a mad scientist. <laughs> doing a bad job here. <laughs> I love that the police officer doesn't even really know their Miranda rights. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so he's ignoring the fact that Daniel's got no legs and he's on the floor. <laughs> they play fast and loose in New York. I visit Alex in his cell and I begin to question him okay. about the ether. Okay, Alex says, this is just crazy. I'm just a doctor, not some mad scientist. My life is over now and it's all because I can't remember what my name is. Oh, he's mad. He is pretty mad and he is a doctor, which... Makes sense. Lines up. I, want, I think this is the guy. Mr. Aguila, what do you know about Mary? She was my lab partner. I gave her the sample. She was going to present his other presentation tomorrow. Oh, he totally did it. <laughs> it's very much him. <laughs> what was in the sample? Nothing illegal. <laughs> Ask Mr. Aguila, did you murder Mrs. Mary? I'm not lying. I would never kill somebody. No, 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 no. And it just says no a bunch of times. I pull out my sawed off shotgun <laughs> and I shoot him in the left leg. <laughs> and then I say, if you don't if you don't tell me who killed Mary, I will end you right here. See, I'm a vigilante detective. His confession is the last thing I need for the court case. Yes. Also glossing you know, it's over. Not, it's like... Any court would totally accept this confession. You know, that came immediately after you shoot him in the leg and threaten him to kill him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a valid con confession. No, I agree. I just don't tell him about the shooting part. I just be like, yeah. ah, he, he like, tripped. He, he, uh, he tripped. Down some stairs. Please don't kill me. Mary married me. Not the other way around. Two days later, I present all the testimonies and my evidence to the court as to why I think Mr. Alex Alguida is the murderer of Mary. Judge. Thank you, detective. You may present your closing arguments. Given the accusation from Mr. Daniel Diaz, I believe 
that Alex Alguida killed Mary while performing experiments on his fellow interns and the ether. What say you, Judge? Judge Lou says, oh, starting to write some Python code. Uh, <laughs> does that sometimes. <laughs> Judge Lou said, if... Is <laughs> that if answer equals something? Correct. <laughs> um, okay. Judge Lou says, with all due respect, I believe the fact you shot Mr. Diaz in the leg does not prove his guilt. I knew it. He has a right to a fair trial. I find him not guilty. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Alex walks out of the courthouse. You have been found guilty of murder, Mazra. Oh, I did kill you him. You did shoot first. a lot of people. <laughs> I, love, I love that the judge picked up on the fact that you kind of coerced him with a shotgun. Mm. That, is, that is so great. Was that the end? I mean, that it, it's only the end when we say it's the end because it'll just go. <laughs> right, because that'll just go on forever. Yeah. I lost. You Guys, lose. I don't think I'm the best detective. Holy shit. That was amazing. Guys, I'm an awful detective. I think that's a much better ending than, than the story just letting me do what I want to get the answer. Holy shit, that was a lot. Um, wow. I think with those stories, we probably have enough for the whole episode. I agree. To round it off. So um, thanks everybody for listening. This, this has been Terminal no- Satan. Email us as always at what measure? Uh, com. God damn it. <laughs> Satan. Does, does every time Gmail. I prompt you need to be gibberish? <laughs> <laughs> For once? <laughs> Let me try that again. This has been Terminal Satan. Please email us at what address? Mr. Measure Masada. <laughs> Contact at gmail. <laughs> I pull out my shotgun and shoot you in the leg. <laughs> what email address should they contact us at? Contact at terminalsatan.com. Very good. Dot com. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope this wasn't too incoherent. Give, give Pierre a round of applause. Give every, everybody, besides the bits, Pierre is, <laughs> is doing a great job. He's doing his He's best. He's a great third member of Terminal Satan. Yep. Uh, thank you and good night. Thanks for coming, guys. Fuck me.